Welcome to this special bonus episode of the KBB Review Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Davis. We're continuing our Insights 2023 series today, where we talk to KBB industry leaders about their thoughts looking back at 2022 and where they think the opportunities, pitfalls and growth are in 2023. It's a fascinating look into the opinions of some of the sharpest minds in the industry. This week, my guest is Simeon Gabriel, the new head of Hetic in the UK. In May, he took over the big chair at the Internal Specialist, bringing with him a CV packed with experience from several other sectors. So how does he look back at 2022 and how is he seeing 2023? play out but first make sure you don't miss any other episodes in this special series or indeed any episodes of the normal kbb review podcast by following us in your podcast app of choice you can find us in apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere else you can get your podcast to be honest and you can do that by simply searching kbb review or one word and while you're there you might as well give us a nice rating and review as it really does encourage others to give us a go Right, joining me down the line, we have Simeon Gabriel from Hetic. Hello, Simeon. How are you? I'm very well, Andy. Great to speak to you. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Bit of a snotty cold, but I'm getting over it slowly but surely. I'm, I'm soldiering on. Let's start with you, if we may, because you're the new guy. You're the new guy in charge. You're in the big chair at Hetic in the UK. You bring with you a lot of experience from other sectors and industries. So before we start looking ahead to 2023, what's your impression of the kitchen and bathroom market here and now as we close 2022? Well, I think I've been really impressed with the industry in general from what I've seen of it so far in terms of the innovation and the passion that you see within the industry, not only from manufacturers, but through to retailers and a lot of people committed to really inspiring consumers to uh, get some great solutions into their homes. It's very easy for us to get bogged down in doom and gloom as we watch the news and see how things are panning out and we're fed with you know stories of the economic situation and so on. But actually, I think there's an awful lot to be positive about as we finish 22 and, and look forward to 2023. Well, let's do just that. Let's look ahead for the next 12 months. We've, we, you know, as you say, we've all seen the headlines, right? We've all watched the telly. We all know there's a lot to worry about. But Hetich touches so many parts of this industry. So for this sector in particular, how do you see 2023 playing out? What's your crystal ball telling you? Well, the thing is that we're integral to a lot of the work that people are doing in KBB in general, because we're the guys that bring your furniture to life. We're the guys that produce motion, movement within the furniture, and we also can solve functional problems for for people. So, you know, we're completely integral to our customers giving their customers solutions that really meet their needs. So as we look forward to 2023, for me, the the key to success is going to be to stay close to our customers and really help them to inspire their customers with really great solutions. And what do you see the actual market doing? Because it, it is an unpredictable thing, what's going to happen next. The economy is always unpredictable. But what are you planning for in terms of, of the direction of the market, do you think? Well, I think as we look at the economic situation, it's certain that people will be looking at their own budgets. I don't think that that will actually mean that they'll stop spending. I think it'll just mean that they're more careful with how they spend their money. And this is where quality really counts and value. By value, I mean you know, actually giving people style, functionality and quality you know, real value for money and making sure that they're buying solutions that are going to last for the long term. Because let's face it, when you buy cheap, you tend to buy twice. So I think a lot of people will be going through those thought processes and saying, well, 
uh, okay, if I'm going to be investing in my biggest asset, my home, then I want to know that I'm adding value to my life, but also adding monetary value to my home, which means making sure that I'm putting quality in. As long as we take that approach, then the future is going to be actually not as downbeat as political commentators would perhaps have us believe, because consumers, they will still want to uh, invest in their homes and make sure that their lifestyle is as good as it can be. But when they actually spend their money, then they're going to want real value. Yeah, it's funny that you use the word investments because I think that's one of the differences between this industry and others. There's nothing discretionary in the in the money that people spend in this area, particularly if they're getting a whole new kitchen or a whole new bathroom. And I think that's one of the big differences between this industry and others in terms of its robustness, in terms of its ability to withstand the waves of uncertainty that come in it. We certainly saw that through the lockdowns. No one really knew what was going to happen there, but it turned out to be a massive, massive boom because everyone was stuck at home, as we know. So I, I do think one of the messages we need to get across I think to lots of people is keep doing what you're doing and actually I think we'll probably be all right compared to lots of other people. Yeah I think that's absolutely spot on. We are talking about people investing in their homes. We might well see that fewer people are physically moving home but what that will actually mean is that they will want to make their own homes as good as they can be and chances are that they've been planning home improvement projects for some time and they're going to be looking to go ahead with those, whatever happens with, with the economy in general. And as you say, you've seen this through a number of crises already, whether it's the financial crisis back in 2008 or whether it's the COVID situation, then uh, you know we've seen that this industry is able to ride those waves. Now let's turn to retailers, that's our audience here, and I think lots of people's first thought will be on simply getting through this. But this is a resilient industry, as we've said here, and there are always chances to grow. So are there any areas of opportunity, do you think, in 2023? Well, very much so. I mean, I think the key to actually being successful in a more difficult market is that you've got to inspire people. That means that you've got to listen, really understand their needs really understand their desires and actually tailor things to them that make them feel special. Because again, it comes down to they're spending their hard-earned cash. They want to invest wisely. And what retailers can do at this point is to say, right, well, we're going to give you something individual, make it truly special. And if you can make solutions bespoke to that particular customer, then that's going to put you in a really good position to compete. I think that's absolutely true. And it's funny when you start thinking that way, you really realize how much money massive big companies are spending to try and make themselves appear local and appear bespoke, whatever definition of that word you put on it, to to make themselves appear much more independent than they actually are. And a lot of their marketing is, is pushing that as well, I think. The interesting thing there is that Hetic itself has invested an awful lot in innovation over the years. And we obviously follow megatrends within the industry. And one of those is certainly individualization. So, you know, when I look towards some of the big product launches that we've done recently, including, you know, for example, Avantech U draw systems, then the ability to be able to personalize those to customers' needs and wants is at the forefront. And that has been extremely successful, not only for us, but mainly for our partners, our retail partners, who are able to explain those 
differences and um, use our technology to be a form of differentiation for themselves uh, and make their product offering that much more attractive to the end consumer, which at the end of the day, that's exactly what uh, we should all be interested in is concentrating on the end consumer, the end user making sure that they've got something that they feel is special and meets their needs. Because if we do that, then everybody back in the chain is going to be successful. Yeah, and that is all right in the wheelhouse of your classic independent retailer. Now, controlling the things you are able to control, I think is is sort of what we're talking about a bit here. And that's a big part of managing these big global economic uncertainties. You know, you can only do what you can do. So if you were a retailer in this industry, if you were a small business in this industry, what would be the real minefields that you'd be looking to avoid in the next 12 months, do you think? Well, I think the major thing that everybody should try to avoid is a race to the bottom because it's very tempting to approach a situation like we're facing at the moment and say, right, well, we've we've just got a discount. Actually, that is a route to putting yourself in, in real difficulty. That's where you've got to say to yourself, well, you know what? I want to do the right business. And it's where it's absolutely critical that you've got to a plan for your own business and you understand what you want to achieve and also how you're going to achieve it and who you are targeting with the information that you're putting out into the market. As long as you're clear on those things, then you're not going to go too far wrong. And I think what we'll see in the coming few months is that actually footfall through retail showrooms may well decrease. But at the same time, the quality of that footfall will probably increase. And so we'll be in a position where we've got people who are really keen to buy as long as you can present them with a really good value proposition. And that's where concentrating on quality and making sure that your brand as an independent retailer is associated with good quality products and really good service. That's where you're you're able to stand apart from the competition. Yeah, keep doing what you do and do it better. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about Hetic in particular. Now, you're the, as you said, you're the new guy in charge there. Very exciting time. Where are you investing and planning to grow in 2023? What What are you doing specifically as a brand and a company? Well, we're from a, a global and group perspective. We're definitely uh, investing in innovation and sustainability as a as a big thing for us because uh, actually the Hetic family, it's still a family owned business, is very very interested in ecological issues, and this is actually something that will play well with with retailers who are working with our products um, because actually these are things that matter to consumers. So actually having uh, products in your range that meet the needs of an ecologically minded consumer has to be a real positive. And certainly the group in general doesn't just have brand values and talk about them. It really lives them. So there's been a huge amount of um, investment over the years in making sure that we have solar panels on the roofs of our factories, that when we build new factories, then they are built to the highest ecological standards using recycled materials and so on and so forth. That just gives a little flavor of a lot of the things that we're doing within the group. From a UK perspective, for me, it's very much understanding our customers. It's making sure that we are helping them to sell. Because as I said before, if they're successful, we're successful. So this is very much a partnership approach. 
we want to work in partnership with our customers to help them to be successful. So making sure that we've got the right messages, the right materials, the right support for them in order to be able to sell really effectively has to be a good thing for their business and by default our business. Which is fantastic to hear and Hetic is always such a bellwether brand, I think. It's one of the, you know, one of the big brands in, in this sector. And to hear something that's so positive, obviously there's no sort of restrictions on on what you're planning to do in terms of research and development. You're, just, you're carrying on with what what you've always done, which is which I think is a really good sign for 2023. But look, Simeon, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure to talk to you officially for the first time. And it's so interesting to always hear what Hetic is up to. So thank you so much for this and have a very happy Christmas and a happy new year. Well, a very, very happy Christmas to you too. And uh, if I could maybe leave you with one thought, it's a quote that I actually said to my team not so long ago. It's an Albert Einstein quote, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And that's very much how we're going to be approaching the, uh, the next 12 months. And I think that's something that if we all do so, then our industry is going to continue to be successful. And I completely agree. What a fantastic Christmas present that would be. Thank you so much, sir. Happy New Year to you. And to you too.